0: Welcome back to the Scaresta Podcast. I'm your host Mike, and this is my co-host Scott. How are you doing today, my friend? They fucking killed him. He's killing me. He's killing me. Final chapter. He's killing me.
1: I really hope that in the next movie, it's not just some random person. Yeah. So today's episode is Friday, part four, the final chapter.
0: In case you guys were wondering, uh, the first third. Fifth and eighth films in this franchise we're covering in smaller videos called Quick Cards. There's not, there's not as much to talk about. Yeah, there are movies that we weren't quite as enthralled with, so we made them smaller episodes as opposed to the ones we picked for our favorites yeah. being full episodes. So if you guys are listening on Spotify, you're going to get both of them. Yeah. For so, once.
1: So it just made more sense. Universally, between me and Mike, two, four, six, and seven are our four favorites out of mm-hmm. the Paramount 8. I would say, for me, and I think for you, 3 is obviously the next in the line, and then, you know, one, eight, five. fucking who cares. But we're going to cover them. Smaller, we don't need to go in as much. It's just kind of highlights. It doesn't really warrant as much of a discussion versus our four favorites, which we really genuinely either love or have a lot of fun with.
0: Yeah, there's a lot more for us to talk about and gush about.
1: So, you've gone on record before in other videos saying that this was your favorite Friday. Do you feel the same way now after the rewatch? No. <laughs> I didn't think so.
0: Two is back to being my favorite. Uh, I still really like this movie a lot. Like, I love it. But uh, I found myself a little bit more distracted while watching this. Not, um, not as drawn in the first time. Um, I watched this twice, back to back. I watched it uh, with commentary afterwards. And found myself appreciating it a lot more again but I would still say that this has slid down one in my ranking Uh, I still think this is fantastic but two is not my favorite
1: this slid down I maybe more than one for me in my ranking oh really I don't think it's bad I don't dislike it it's just I think more things were edited improperly and they're more noticeable and I just didn't have as much fun as I used to with it more characters are not just unlikable, but clearly unlikable. And I don't know. It just kind of didn't ring as well as I thought it was going to. I did watch this one in a bit of a rush. For part three, I watched it at night, laying back in my bed, relaxing, having a fun time. You know, that was a good atmosphere. For this one, I had a very busy day. I was doing a million things. Just got back to do some like some housework, do some like yard work. And then I popped it on, just had enough time before the episode, so that may have added into it, Yep. but I'm just picking up on a lot more things that were more bothersome in the movie.
0: I wanted to start with uh, the jump in quality of, I guess, craftsmanship to a certain degree, because some of it, I would say, uh, is not so great. Uh, Particularly, I don't really like the way that the recap at the beginning of this is edited.
1: Really? You don't like the recap?
0: I, I don't like the recap very much. Really? No. And after watching the, listening to the, I should say, uh, the commentary track, the actual editor of the film did not edit that. Yeah. That was that was put in.
1: The director also didn't want the recap.
0: Yeah, so it, it wasn't supposed to be there. And it shows, Like the, it, it one of the reasons why I don't like it so much is you can almost tell it's by someone else. Like, it, it doesn't feel like, obviously a recap's going to feel more truncated and quickly edited than full sequences but you can tell by the way, like certain effects that they put in that you can tell it's just not the same person yeah and it's very jarring there's one particular that like flashes on the screen um i think it's when when pamela gets beheaded that i just did i that did not sit well with me Uh, i did not like that at all but i would say like the the opening of this movie is one of the most one of the best shot openings in the franchise it's a very impressive shot yeah. especially for them because for one thing they had more money this time around so they were able to spend more on you know extras and vehicles showing up to clean up the, the dead bodies and stuff from 3 um, they even had a helicopter um, they actually went back to the place where they filmed it and had to restructure it to look like the end of 3 and watching it Back to back, it's very obvious that they did a pretty good job, but the thing that really got me was the first shot of the movie is up at the hel- the helicopter, and the camera follows the beam of light down on a crane. The camera operator's on said crane, holding the camera, and steps off, and it's mostly one take, and you're seeing the, the you know, the spread of the wreckage, and you know, all the way up to Jason's dead body. And I think it's a very impressive shot for, especially for movies in the genre that kind of, I don't want to say they all cut corners, but they don't go for stuff like that very often. They also usually don't have the money for it, but you can tell that they had someone who was, very sure of himself behind the camera. Joseph Zita, this isn't his first rodeo. Uh, it's his first he's time directing. writing. Yeah. But it, it's not his first time directing, especially not directing slasher movies. He directed The Prowler in eighty one. That well it came out in eighty one. And that's a, a that's a lot of a lot of people like they they call that like a black sheep slasher where they're like it's underappreciated and I agree it's it's pretty good. Um also with Tanzavini. But um you can tell that they have someone who has more uh, experience with just crafting shots. Then maybe Minor did not too.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think so. he's a great director. A lot of the animosity with a lot of the actors on set is because they didn't like him, though. He was a bit of an asshole. Yeah. But, you know, it, it works in the film. I think Savini's makeup in this movie is leagues better than in the first one.
0: Oh, 100%. I but think- also, it's, he's been... He's been at it for a while. Yeah, I I understand
1: that, but like...
0: But even then, though, like, the jump between Friday the 13th Part 1 in 1980, well, 79, to The Prowler, which I think was one of his immediate follow-ups, the quality of visual... uh, The quality of makeup effects jumps sharply. I just think... Also in Maniac, which is the same year it came out.
1: I just think these directors know how to better utilize Savini, though. Like, I think... Cunningham didn't know how to utilize Savini's real talent, but yeah. in this movie he fucking fully utilizes it.
0: They even talk about in the um, special features on the, the release that Savini and oh, I'm, I'm blanking, Ted White uh, They became they, friends, but I'm they weren't that great. At first they uh, they clashed because he was. it was literally one of the first kills in the movie. Axel in the, the morgue. He was telling him like, hey, I want you to do it this way, and Ted White's like, hey, I'm a stunt guy. How about I do the stunts and you do the makeup? And Samidi yeah. confronted him and said like, hey, I've done stunts too.
1: Yeah. And after
0: that, they were friends. Yeah. Throughout the shoot. So, there seemed to be a lot of tension.
1: Yeah, well, it seems a lot came from the director though. Like, the director, the director also a lot of tension on set for most of the actors and that's why they didn't get along that well.
0: The director also, um, surprisingly enough, Ted White and uh, Corey Feldman, he Ted White did not like Corey Feldman well that's because he respected him he respected his his professionalism but he said he was a mean little bastard
1: but that's because Corey Feldman's talked about it before saying like yeah like people considered me bratty on the set but the reason I was like that is because of the director really fucking like made me feel like unwelcome on the set and really didn't like really pissed me off yeah. he says in the scene where he has to beat the sandbags because it's supposed to be Jason he goes die die he's like I was visualizing that being fucking the director because he director, was really yeah. pissing me off yeah so it seems a lot of the animosity between even other actors on set is caused from the director which I thought was pretty it's, crazy
0: it's, it's kind of wild because uh, listening to that commentary like Zito sound like Zito, Zito sounds like he's like talking about like all these different things on the set you know um, the raft kill and all that stuff saying like oh man she was such a trooper she did such a good job it was so cold fucking hate him yeah I was like she's so fucking mad at him yeah she got she
1: got hypothermia she didn't get close like she actually got hypothermia from that shoot and Ted Wett was so pissed off about it he's like you're gonna fucking kill this girl he was gonna storm off on set and quit that's why his name's not in the credits because he's like I don't wanna be associated with this film fuck this guy
0: it's really funny because, well, not really funny, but, you know, Zito would go on to direct a, a, a decent chunk of movies for uh, Canon Films, uh, who was the, they're the fucking king of schlocks in the 80s. Uh, but they would have someone similar in their, their bullpen, Michael Winner, who directed the Death Wish movies. And he was very similar in that regard. He was just a bastard. Yeah. And he, like, he had someone laying on the ground, buck-ass naked, and just freezing cold and he would not let anybody cover her with a blanket or anything because he wanted to light her (laughs) and she can't let him with the blanket on and so he's just a big prick screaming everybody on set and all that stuff
1: people don't realize how bad directors really were in this time period and like I don't want to say just like power hungry but like they got what they wanted most of the time yeah no matter the consequences
0: he he even talks about it in the the commentary saying like pretty much any time I came to the studio and said I want to do this I got it yeah so, I mean, it sucks, and I'm not gonna yeah, you know, not gonna excuse Joseph Zito, but I think the results show on screen yeah. the quality of, of everything that was going on, despite the the tension and the uh, I, and I think some of that tension enhanced the film, especially with, like even like you were talking about Corey Feldman beating well, the yeah, like Especially like that sequence with that, Corey that sequ- and Ted White. Yeah, that sequence is incredible. Yeah. Like, It's really good. And Feldman's performance in it is awesome.
1: I would say some of it's justified for the fact that you get the the film enhances because of it. But like the girl getting hypothermia. Like,
0: you know, there's no, there's no, they they
1: had to shoot the next scene the next day, anyways.
0: Yeah, there's no way that they could have, they could have just said,
1: cut, we're not doing this anymore. And it's not the next day because they started the next day, anyways.
0: The only time that they ever had an issue like that where they shut down, said, this is the last shot of the day, was because someone fell down and broke a steady cam. And they literally could not. Yeah, work. Yeah, I. I mean, I like. I don't deny, and I'm not. I'm not gonna compare Zito to these people, but this isn't the first time, around this era, where we would have directors doing things to people to get performances out of them. And, yeah. Yeah, you know, we we had you know,
1: it's an of the most style of filmmaking.
0: One of the most famous ones, Kubrick with with yeah. uh, the Shining not even close to the same quality of filmmaking. But you know, same thing like him with Shelly Duvall. For all the shit that they fucked up, Shelly Duvall, and I'm not gonna excuse it poor Shelley Duvall but yeah. her performance is absolutely unhinged and it shows and she's act- the problem is she's actually being driven insane same thing with like William Friedkin on in, in The Exorcist some of the shit that they did to people in that movie to get reactions uh, shooting a gun yes. inside a house you know making uh, the mother do that take again and having her destroy her shoulder you know
1: yeah she actually broke her bones on that set
0: yeah so it's like it that's all stuff like you oh, fucking talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre holy shit the stuff that happened on that set, but uh, like all that stuff results in a great movie, it doesn't make it excusable, but the work at least shows for it, it was worth something, I guess, for people. But yeah, they definitely don't talk about that on the uh, the commentary how much Zito himself was not uh, not well liked. Yeah, they, they, they briefly mentioned Corey Feldman's like Zito's super duper complimentary of Feldman. I don't know if maybe they buried the hatchet in years, but. Um, I'm sure yeah.
1: most of them have buried the hatchet about things it's yeah. not a big deal but yeah, on i mean, the set like... like it's very different when all this shit's happening and you just have some people just being fucking antagonistic a lot of the time
0: it it's, was pretty cool what we
1: said. like it's an old style of filmmaking though like in a modern yeah. setting that shit doesn't fly anymore no. but back in back in the day like that's how most films were it's like the director sets the precedent you follow it or you're gonna get shit on for it yeah. and Sometimes, obviously, it pays off. Sometimes, you just get asshole directors that are abusing their cast, and you still get a shitty
0: film, so what's the point of it? Like most David O. Russell movies nowadays. Yeah. yeah, I I definitely am not surprised Yeah. in the slightest, but, you know, again, I really like this movie, and I think that a lot of the hard work that, that went on during the film really shows for it. Because it is, as as far as, like, quality of filmmaking, I would say this is top tier Yeah. out of all of them. I don't know if it's.
1: I think some of the filmmaking in six is genuinely really fucking good. Yes, like the I top like tier, not num-
0: maybe not number one, like arguably the top. Yeah, I would say it's in the, top. the top. Yeah. Um, I would say like quality cinematography, quality of lighting, mm-hmm. you know, uh, scale. I would say six has some of the biggest scale. Yeah. Because like they have car chases and fucking car roll, trucks yeah, rolling truck and shit, rolling. Like crazy. The, the battle at the end, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to six. But there's a lot of cool stuff that happens in six that I don't think that Cunningham and his wildest dreams thought would ever they would ever get the money to do no. that in any movie. So it, it's pretty cool. It, they, they they went all out for Jason's finale, and I appreciate that. Whether it sucks that you know shit went on on the set that was bad, but they definitely danced around. The, the raft scene a lot in the commentary
1: <laughs> yeah I'm sure they did
0: um, it was fun listening because it was it was the it was Zito it was the writer and the editor
1: okay.
0: who, who did the the commentary and they were all joking and having a blast talking about it there's some stuff in that commentary that's um, pretty bad like uh, it doesn't like just like aged poorly Talking about how like oh they're they're counting upskirt scenes. Oh,
1: that's fucked up.
0: Yes, and also the writer himself revealed that uh, oh, when he was writing a feel thing, yeah, yeah, writing the script, and he he asked the people, the producer saying, "Hey, can I show his mask? I, can I can I unmask it?" They said, "Yes." Can he touch her breast? Nope. No. <laughs> and he's like, "I think it would have made him more human." I'm like, "No." Well, hey, that's God. actually
1: why Zito said like. It
0: makes him too human.
1: like, like it,
0: do, it does. but The way that the writer worded it, it maybe it like, he's like, oh, there's I could do other things with girls other than murder them. It's like, that's not a great way of putting that. Yeah. And it sounds super rapey. Yeah, and I, I don't, don't like, like that. that. <laughs> uh, so I'm glad they like didn't that. do that. I'm really glad they didn't do that well, because it would be impossible to enjoy gotta, that finale.
1: We got to be honest with some things that don't age very well. And that's just the... Treating of women in these films as just yeah. sexual objects, yes. Like we, we other discuss, than the final girls, we discuss how we like the character work for a lot of these female characters because some of them end up being good characters. Yeah. But as the cinematographer shows them, a lot of times they're shot like just sex objects a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, they're male gaze to hell.
1: In like, I get it. It's a horror film, and they do that a lot. But
0: particularly, it's a slash
1: film. I like pretty women, man but they're also fucking people. Like, yeah, I don't want to feel like you're only looked as like, yeah, just fucking slap some hot meat over there. It's like, dude, it's a fucking person. Like that's the one thing that sometimes that you hear some of the writers and directors, especially horror films talking about this shit. And it's like, yeah, I kind of wish you weren't in charge of anything right now, because if that's how you're viewing it, this is kind of fucked up. It's kind of lucky. Some of these characters have any good writing when you're in charge of it.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, uh, I'd say I would say most of the women in this movie get naked.
1: Until I think "Goes to Hell" it had the most nudity in the Friday films.
0: Over five, the one is directed by a softcore porn director who literally picked. Yeah, I think so. For nudity quality, over quality of. Uh, I, I think five probably has the most. Maybe from what I remember, but
1: I don't, actually. Yeah, I take that back entirely. I think it "Goes to Hell" doesn't have that.
0: I think five still has, might still have the most. Yeah. Um, even over nine, or not nine, over um, the, the remake. Oh,
1: the remake.
0: Even I think even over the remake.
1: Remake only has I think three girls. If, nude.
0: if even. Well, there's I there's can't remember. Re- it's been there's a while.
1: Three. There's the girl in the beginning, but the, I, I don't want to get into it. Don't get into it. So... I would be anyways, a it, pervert describing it has, every fucking sex scene in yeah. the remake. Anyways, bad.
0: yeah, it, ha- it has it has a lot of nudity in it, and really, does not much? Do any of, of the girls get character development? Really, like other the than twins. the sister, kind of.
1: I I like Sarah a lot in the movie.
0: Yeah, she's fine.
1: I like I like her boyfriend character too a lot. His name's Doug. I don't remember them ever saying in the movie, but I really like him. He seems like a really sweet guy.
0: No, the one the one is
1: Polly. Polly. Polly's yeah. Hmm. But the whole point of that is it's like a small arc where oh, the twin hits on him and he's just like, "Oh yeah, it's kind of cool." But in the end he decides, "Nope, this is wrong. Yeah. I love my girlfriend. She's fucking dead."
0: <laughs> yeah. Also kind of funny, anybody any guy who wears the hat gets fucked. Cuz yeah. he gives the hat away.
1: Yeah, then Crispin Glover gets it. Crispin
0: uh, gets it and gets fucked. Yeah, weird, interesting choice. I don't know if that was a conscious choice or not, but they pointed it out during the during the uh, yeah the uh, fucking commentary. I I like the twins. I will say though that they they are there for no other reason than to be leered at because the whole thing is like you know like when when him and his friends show up and they're like ooh twins it's like that weird that weird fantasy that apparently guys have where like, yeah, I'm gonna bang twins. Weird. Really weird. But they, they really don't do much. I mean, it's nice that the the, the twin that goes with, with Christian Gubb, like they're really sweet together. But I
1: just like that they're different characters. They're not I the don't, same.
0: Yeah, and I, but I don't like the fact that it seems like they wrote her to jump from guy to guy. Yeah. I don't really like that because it, it makes her... To me, that makes her look like... I mean, I guess it, I guess it's kind of her choice. Yeah, it's her choice. It's just. It seems like they were just positioning her with multiple guys, and it's almost like its own suspense sequence. Which guy is she gonna sleep with? Yeah. And it's weird. I, it, it just makes it feels weird to me. But it, I, at the same time, though, the, the scene with Glover is sweet. Yeah. Like it's not. It's not you know so malicious or anything. Like, I say it like
1: this: it's her choice. She if she wants to decide which guy she wants to get with that's her choice but yeah. the scene's written by a man <laughs> yes you know what i mean like
0: and it's her choice it.
1: but it's not like the actress chose that she wanted to do that
0: yes also fun fact that they revealed on the commentary as well the bed breaking is not scripted you could tell that was not supposed to happen you could definitely and tell it's funny it's really funny uh we we've been dancing around kind of kind of going around uh, like chris McGlover, but uh we haven't brought up his friend i, I think him. this i say this is the character i knew you were gonna say you really I fucking fucking don't like him. i thought it was really funny watching this because i know he's, he's a the main friend he's the main guy in the last american version yeah going back to canon films but uh how he's supposed to be like the good guy who you know wants to be with the girl but he can't be with the girl because he's too nice i guess and he's such a fucking prick in this movie
1: He's, he's a fucking terrible friend. There,
0: there's a couple things that make me laugh with him. He is the most unlikable character in the movie, easily. Oh, he's, uh, he's super Head unlikable. and shoulders. He's more unlikable than Jason. <laughs> um, yeah. He's, he, like... He's the rapey. Whole, the, the whole dead fuck joke...
1: It's not funny after, like, the first two times. Yeah,
0: it's funny the first couple times, and then when they start doing it. I do, like, the reversal, though, later on, when um, Crispin Glover's where Jimmy... Uh, was it Jimmy? No, yeah, Jimmy, or Jimmy's like, uh, you know, maybe you should put that in, you know, your your computer. Yeah, <laughs> he's just sitting there. like, I almost had her. I almost yeah. had her. Also, the whole teddy bear joke, fuck off.
1: I hate that shit. It's so gross because gross. he's
0: just using it. He's drunk and high, and he's just trying to fucking bang a girl. And uh, it's just it's the, super the reason I
1: bad. hate him so much is the scene where the other twin, who clearly doesn't want to be here anymore, where she sits down and he's he he trying to kiss her. He's like, oh, it's he teddy he bear. Does.
0: He uh, full-on smooches her without her you wanna fucking... You want to give teddy
1: Berg? Well, that's the first one who does want to... That's the get first one. With, yeah. That's what the first with someone. one... someone. She doesn't want to get with him because he's a fucking asshole. Gross. Yeah. But the second one who doesn't want to get with anyone, she's just trying to have fun, and then she's like, clearly this is not cool, I'm not having fun, I want to leave. He tries to make a move on her, and it's just like... I don't know how many times I've been at a party, and I've seen the actual look on a girl of being so fucking uncomfortable... And it's like, Jesus Christ, I fucking hate this guy. This is a guy you'd see in real life do that shit, and you're like, I fucking hate him.
0: Yeah, he's, like, obviously, like, Crispin Glover's character is very awkward, and...
1: Yeah, he's very likable,
0: though. He doesn't know what he's doing. Um, But he's a likable character, and he... I don't want to say he gets rewarded, because he doesn't get rewarded. He fucking dies. But he, he gets to be with a girl because he's a nice guy. Yeah. Like, that's that's why. Whereas, I, I I like the fact that at least the asshole character doesn't get a girl. Yeah. Because it, it's, it is, I want to say it's penance for it because it's not enough. But it's, at least he's not rewarded for his behavior.
1: Yeah, 100%. I
0: should say. In fact, he's murdered for it as he's watching 20s porn. Weird, weird choice. Uh, but yeah I, I really like i remember liking that character a lot like having a good time with him when i watched this the first time with you yeah i think it's because we were around their age
1: yeah we were pretty much like 18 19 i think we watched yeah. the
0: movie. so it's like oh it's like it's, oh it's like people we know it's like it's kind of like they're just messing with each other and it's like oh he's a dead yeah. fuck haha ha, he's a dead fuck he's a dead fuck he's a dead fuck and it's just like now you're watching it as an adult and you're like <laughs> yeah literally this is your friend this I think friend. the
1: friend dynamic is really good though with all of them. Yeah, like, I like the fact when Sarah's I'll, hinting I'll say, at her boyfriend. I'll say it's,
0: I'm looking at him and being like, "Why are you in this friend group? Why does anybody here like you?"
1: Yeah, well, that's what. Why
0: did you get brought along?
1: That's like when he has the headphones on. He goes, "Listen, dead fuck," and they all look at him like, "You're being a fucking <laughs> I'm not, asshole." I'm,
0: I'm not gonna lie, that made me laugh really hard. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's just like he's like he's just blasting his music. He's like, "Look,
1: dead fuck." I just like, like that they all look at him, and they're all like kind of annoyed. You're like you're dick.
0: really being a dick to him. Like what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I I just love at the end. The one thing though, I'll say that Chris McLeod does in the movie that I don't like, and I think he probably shouldn't have done. Not that it mattered because they both died. But uh, he takes her panties and yeah. brings them downstairs. So, so I was doing like I like, those oh, things. that's not that's I hate that
1: shit in general.
0: If that part was cut out, perfect. Like I think that that part's just like it. It kind of drags. Glover's like, ability down a little bit. Just goes like, it's "Don't, don't take hit. the fucking trophy, bro. Don't take trophies. That's gross." It's she's like, she's like, she's like, "I, I, I want to go again." She comes upstairs, and can't find her panties. She's not gonna want to go again, my guy. Yeah. She's gonna be like, "You're an asshole. I'm leaving. Goodbye." Speaking of the twins, both their deaths. No, it, it, one of the twins. Yeah, the twin. Get one of the twins gets thrown out the window onto a car. Second one. That one. That's cool. That's a really cool kill. I really like how how they handled that one. It's a very good stunt. They did it twice. They made the yeah. girl do it again. But uh, the first one is... It's not my favorite kill in the movie, but it's up there. because like the you, Silhouette death? It's awesome. I love it. And then you it.
1: see her going flying into the house.
0: Yeah, I think that's awesome. I love the way that they did that. And listening to Zito talk about it on the commentary about how, like, some of them they wanted to show them, some of them they didn't want to show them. Like, they don't show the mother die. Yeah. Thank God. That'd be fucked up, but they don't show her die. They did film a scene, an alternate ending where they find her dead yeah. body. I don't know if you watch it on the Blu-ray, but there's uh, no sound for it. it.
1: I don't know if they have the scene on there, but I know they, they do.
0: filmed it. They do. It's it's in the special features. It's called the lost ending. There's no audio. They they do a commentary over it, okay. um, but basically uh, the sister walks upstairs and finds her dead body floating in the the bathtub. You don't really know what happened to her. She's, you know, she's dead. You see her Um, die
1: off screen, like you see her get shocked by Jason.
0: Yeah, Um, but they don't show anything after that, thankfully. But they deliberately wanted to show some of them viciously. Some of them they didn't want to show very much at all, so that they could shock you when they wanted to, which I thought was a, a good way of setting up the kills. I remember these kills being a lot more brutal than they were. They're they're heavily trimmed. It's not that you can't see anything, but they they purposely trim down the kills so that they could maximize how much of jason's death they could see they could show because the mpaa kept on fighting with them back and forth about you know how much they could show for each of these kills especially the the raft kill was longer apparently like it was super super disturbing because
1: i'm glad the they cut a lot of the kills though because when they linger on stuff like that it looks worse that was the yeah. biggest problem with two because a lot of the scenes that they cut they're just longer and I think it looks worse except for Scott's death in 2 which does look way better yeah but comparing it to 2 the back like the the stabbing through the back with the harpoon in 2 I think looks pretty bad it looks really good in this movie like I think it looks genuinely pretty fucking real they did a great job with that
0: also the guy the guy he gets the harpoon gun shoved in his fucking dick yeah and he shoots it (laughs) Yeah, you that, see was, the that was that was down. That was pretty brutal. That was a brutal kill. I love like the some, one from
1: the beginning with the morgue where he cuts his, his face and his neck and twists
0: it. Yeah, you see, like you don't like they don't really like linger on the kills so much, but I'm glad they don't. It makes it sharper. It has more of a it's, like it's a punch. more impact. It's like it, it's just like people just die. They die also, quick. Also,
1: the sound design it's really good. The yes. one where they're crushing uh, Doug's face in the shower. Yes. It sounds so fucking good. You hear the fucking skulls cracking, like.
0: It reminds me a lot of. You know, I always come back to this franchise, but it reminds me of like uh, the death for Brady in, in Halloween Four. Mm-hmm. Although they actually show stuff in this one, yeah, like the, the like the sound design makes that killing for, yeah, for Halloween, uh, it makes that kill because they don't show anything because they can't, they couldn't afford to. Um, but yeah that's that one I, I totally forgot what happened in that scene so when I saw Jason approaching I'm like oh man I can't remember what happened oh in this. really yeah, I, I, that's one of the ones was...
1: I do remember this and, and Crispin Glover's death I remember the best Crispin, like, I forget I the Harpoon dick a
0: lot I, I remember Crispin Glover's vividly but um, his death in the shower I got it mixed up because another, another Joseph Cito slasher movie um, The Prowler there's shower kills. there's a shower kill on that I, there's no reason for me to have to have expected this but a girl gets stabbed with a pitchfork in the shower
1: uh-huh.
0: it's brutal for some reason I was like oh is that what's going to happen is he going to stab the person is he going to bust through a glass and you know stab the person really brutally or something put like a knife through their neck or something I totally forgot what happened in that scene so when it happened I almost jumped out of my seat because <laughs> it's just like it's so brutal it, it, like you said, it's the sound design. The sound design is sound like you just, is so you don't see like his head crushing in. You so do much. see a cave though. You, you do see great. it a bit. You do see it a bit. It's just like it's not like you see it very much. Like you see it quickly. Yeah. It's quickly cut. But like, it doesn't matter because you hear the bones crushing. That's so good. It's really really brutal.
1: I think that might be my favorite kill because of just the sound design. You see yeah. in the face get crushed in a bit, which I think the effect looks awesome. Yeah, they did such a good job with that. I
0: I think pretty much all of the kills in this movie are are great aside from one of them. Which one? The fucking guy in the basement. I keep forgetting his name. <laughs>
1: oh, Rob.
0: We're gonna we were gonna I, I was I was holding off on discussing this. We're gonna have to talk about it. I like the character of Rob. Like I like him. His death scene is hysterical. It is, and I, remember, I was listening. I was listening to the fucking commentary, and Zito's was like, "Oh my god, it's so horrifying!" I'm like, "No, it's not, dude. He's he just keeps on shouting. He's killing me. He's killing me." She's like, "Who the fuck does that?" No shit, he's killing you. He's yeah. hitting you with a fucking garden rape.
1: I think it's funny the first like, time he says it, but he says it like seven times.
0: Yeah, if he said it one time, I could probably get a, get away. the fucking, he dude, says it every single. I wish it was just second. like.
1: I wish it was kind of like the morgue scene when the guy, like, when his arm falls, guy's like, holy fucking Christmas. Holy Christmas shit. And he, like, every time he says something, it's just way dumber and dumber. I wish it was like that. Like, he goes, he's killing me oh fuck this hurts like he just said shit like that I I wish that was how it was gonna go cause it's already be comedic f- cause it's bad make it comedic and funny
0: like like oh, really fuck, funny fuck
1: it hurts and you're just watching it like, <laughs> like just shit like that would be great
0: yeah no I, I, when I was watching that cause I, I, I remembered it like that's a very memorable moment cause it's just cause it's so bad yeah also it's um, like
1: super popular in the Friday community about the whole joke where he's killing me it's in the game it's the opening cutscene
0: yeah He's, a, he's also a fucking moron, because the reason why he dies is because he goes back downstairs to get the knife. Yeah. So, he, that was that was fucking stupid to begin with. But he should have picked yeah. one
1: up from his fucking boot that he had for some reason.
0: Or go upstairs and grab one from the butcher's block, because the house is going to have a fucking knife.
1: If we're going to talk uh, about his character, we should talk about the supposed plot hole in the movies, though.
0: Yeah. You, you had it all lined up, so I'll let you start that off.
1: I listed out the days because... Evelyn says how part 2, part 3, and part 5 are all within a day of each other. Oh, sorry, yeah, part 2, part 3, and part 4. My bad. It's sequential. Part 2 is the 13th, part 3 is the 14th, part 4 is the 15th. That's bullshit. You start part 2 on the 12th. Then Paul gives his speech about, you know, five years ago, this is when this shit happens. They go to sleep. The next day is the 13th and everything happens on that day. Then it ends, and then Ginny wakes up, or whatever. That would be the 14th. And then, from the 14th, you starting Part 3. Which you are to assume, after that, he gets up, it's nighttime again, he kills the people that own that shop, that had the rabbits.
0: Nighttime on the 14th.
1: Yes, that's nighttime on the 14th. Their deaths happen... And then you go on to the 15th, for the beginning of the day. Chris drives by and sees the ambulance picking up their bodies. And then the entirety of the 15th is Jason coming wreaking havoc. And then she kills him, supposedly. And then the next morning, his body's still there. It would be the 16th. So then you would start the 16th at night on part four. Which goes through the entire morgue, and then you'd go through all of the 17th, would be all the kids coming to Camp Crystal Lake, coming to that cabin area, they don't get there till nighttime. So then the 18th is when all the killings happen. So between part two and the end of part four, it's the 12th to the 18th. It's not three days, it's a lot of fucking days. It's not Apollo, because people say, oh, well, how would he know about his sister dying? Because she dies at the end of Friday the 13th, and he doesn't show up until the 18th, in the very beginning of the day. So you have a lot of time between him finding out, because they talk about the deaths on the 14th. They talk about it at on the television at fucking Harold's place at night. Yep. So, that's four days for him to get that information and then go to Crystal Link.
0: I think the problem that people had, um, thinking back on it, is looking at how many different news articles he, he's carrying. Yeah. I think they're assuming that those are different days. Mm-hmm. But those could also be just different publications at the same day. So, they don't really show dates for whatever, so.
1: I don't look at the dates. I think the dates could cause some blood holes if... I looked at, like, the news articles, maybe that would be a problem, but I'm only listening to, like, what is vocally being
0: told. And shown. So,
1: there's no inconsistency, really, if you do that. Yeah. So, there really shouldn't be a problem. Like, they even say that Pamela dies in 1979 on the gravestone. Yeah. In part two, it's five years after, which means it should be 1984. It's supposed to be Friday the 13th, on July 13th of 1984, where this these deaths happen. So that would line up pretty well that she dies on seventy nine. So
0: Yeah.
1: Everyone says there's a lot of like chronological problems that isn't existent in this movie, and I don't really see that many. Maybe there are some more, but that time period, there's no inconsistency. He just had to get the news pretty fast and say, Alright, my sister's dead, I gotta put some fucking knives in my boot. Like
0: Yeah. I guess people just like look down and they're like, He must have been camped out for a while looking for him just because He's already all geared up and shit, yeah. but like, that's that's a bunch of assuming. Like, yeah. we don't know. I mean, he doesn't it really say comes he, from The
1: fact it's misconstrued a lot of people that. I
0: remember a lot of people saying days. like he says like I've been I've been on hunting Jason for months or something like he yeah. says that he doesn't say that
1: no. A lot of people so. say it's three days. See, a lot of people give the misinformation. Oh, it's every day. Con- no, first of all, none of these films take place in one day. Not a single one of them. There's multiple days per film. So, it's not true. <laughs> Even part three is multiple Let's days. Say I,
0: thought, I thought the first one was basically one day.
1: Well, I mean from well, two other to than four. The
0: other than the opening.
1: From two to four, it's not one day.
0: Yeah, that's all. I mean, it's all the same span of time. Yeah. It's not three days. Like I said, like part two is
1: 12 to the 14th. Part three is from the 14th to the 15th.
0: Yes, thank you, Wiki Fandom.
1: I was listing this down as I was watching the films because I knew that shit was going to piss me off.
0: Yeah. I remember being, it's something super perpetuated in the community to the point that I I was totally convinced that in four, this, uh, that, like, again, like, perpetuated, like, people saying, like, oh, he says, like, he's been hunting him for, like, weeks or something. Yeah. It's like he does not say that at once, not even close, nothing to be even misconstrued that way. Yeah. And I'm it just says the, he's been looking for harm.
1: I'm just, like, the uber fucking information asshole when it comes to these films where I was like, hey, technically you're full of shit. Yeah. This totally is fine.
0: Yeah, it sounds like people who probably haven't seen the movie in a while, who yeah you know i want to say mandela effect because that's not the right term for it but like they they think something happened that did not happen
1: it's just mandela effect to me always is like not like that yeah it's like oh isn't it crazy we thought mandela died in prison well that's because they publicated that he did die in prison because they wanted to lie to you you shouldn't trust your government but
0: i mean i guess technically like talking about like play it against sam and stuff like that i guess people thinking that they, that Rob says I've been hunting him for weeks would technically be the Mandela Effect because like you yeah, think that he says something he sense. does not say. Yeah. So technically, so I talked to a lot of people that have been like, yeah, yeah, dude, he's like, I've been hunting for weeks. It's like it doesn't make sense. People
1: always assume that Darth Vader says Luke, I am your father. He doesn't even say that in the movie, like that direct line. He says, No, I am your father. Exactly.
0: So, yeah, no, I. I remember going into this being like, I'm going to look for this fucking, uh, this, this plot hole and I'm going to find it and I'm going to exploit it. And even the director, fuck in writer, doesn't fucking know. Yeah, because they, they're like,
1: yeah, it's a bit of a plot hole. And it's like, no, it's not, you fucking yeah. idiots. It's like, it's like
0: yeah, it's like, it's like, we've caught a lot of flack over the years from the, the community about how, how fucked up the time framing is. And you know what? Yeah, they deserve it's, it, it's though. It's the movies, you know? It's the movies. They, they deserve
1: know? flack because they clearly don't even fucking know. They're just yeah, lucky they're not paying attention. that there's multiple days between films.
0: Yeah, they're lucky that the way that their their films are structured, that they happen to be accidentally right. Like, like maybe, everything used to accidentally maybe in their fits together.
1: They say Rob has been hunting him for weeks. Like maybe, maybe they maybe they, had maybe they that thought right that now, they shot that, but they didn't say that with dialogue, so it doesn't matter. Yeah,
0: maybe they thought that they shot that, but they yeah. didn't, or yeah. something. But they think that they fucked up, but they didn't clearly. Yeah, they didn't. As, as they we should. as we brain blasted before we started recording this. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, that was.
1: I'm sitting out there. I'm just like, my mind is growing. It's it's I the fucking. I figured out the formula. Like
0: it's it's the Charlie Day scene. <laughs> it is fucking on the,
1: the 18th. Pepe <laughs> Sylvia.
0: It's it's the it's the Charlie Day scene from fucking. It's always sunny in Philadelphia yeah. with all the fucking yarn flying across the room. Yeah, Pepe Sylvia. Uh, Who's Pepe yeah. Sylvia? Funny enough, it's it's saying that it's really simple to figure out <laughs> if you spend two minutes.
1: I think the only thing that's tough is in part three they never say that it's the nighttime of picking up chris of jenny's yep. jenny starts in the morning of the 14th and where to yep. assume that harold and his wife's death ends on the 14th they don't say that but you can uh, assume that
0: oh, you know what i wonder i would want to go back and look at three at the the uh, news program the Herald's wife is watching. If they say tonight we found these bodies, it's possible. That... I might have just blanked on it. See, because so. that's
1: that was my thing. Is I thought in part two when he gave the speech to everybody about. They Jesus,
0: said to this day that
1: he says it was Friday the thirteenth on that day. He doesn't say that, so technically yeah. that day is still the twelfth, and the the killings happen on the thirteenth.
0: Yeah, so it's possible that they said that on the news thing, but which, by the way, Steve Miner is the guy who's the news anchor yeah. in Part Three, but that separate movie doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so more of the story: Zito and the writer and editor don't fucking know, so it's kind of funny it, that we had It, may seem it that like together. It's a bit
1: of a tangent to go on, but like it is—it's it, a hugely debated thing. It's a hugely talked-about thing, yeah.
0: hugely talked about thing. Yeah. because it, if anything, the time—the timeline after this gets more complicated. Yeah because we jump five years between this and five and then there's another jump there's like two right, years yeah. between five and six I think and then there's another year between six and seven and then eight is 2002 <laughs> so 1998 I thought no I thought that I thought that I read that it was 2002 it was something wild like that no um Jesus Goes to Hell is 2002 or 2003 Two thousand three. same year as Freddy vs. Jason which is weird um anyways huge tangent we touched on Sabini's effects. Um, we did not touch on the death of Jason.
1: I love the effect so much.
0: Yeah, that whole sequence. I mean, that whole finale is lit. Like, it's just it's so well directed and staged. And also, funnily enough, again, I come back to the commentary stuff I learned that was really funny. Um, the house, the Jarvis house, is a real house. Yeah. That they rented. The other house they built.
1: Right next to it, yeah. Yes,
0: they had to build a house, and the entire movie, they had no no shot connecting the Jarvis house directly to that house because there's a shot like through Jarvis uh, Tommy's, Tommy's window, window, but like that that doesn't really connect because even the room that they shot is not the room that faces Tommy's window, so. They, they had to create a sequence to showcase that they're across the street from each other, so that's why they do the big tracking shot of them chasing across the street. Or not chasing, um, Robin... Why am I blanking on on, on Trish. Tommy's sister's name? Trish, Trish running, going across the street to, to investigate the house. They had that giant, like, that tracking shot. That is why that exists. That's the only reason that that exists. I
1: don't blame him. If I was really with that effort, I'd be like, you guys gotta fucking know what well, I went the, through.
0: The producer... The producers were sitting there like there's no proof you spent all this money to build this fucking house we could have just done this in a back lot so you better make sure that people know that this is actually across the street from them because otherwise we spent all this money for fucking nothing
1: yeah
0: and the editor of the movie was like oh we don't need that shot so they were gonna cut it out and they were watching it together he's like yeah i bet you still want to cut that out right he's like no 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 i'm glad it's in there he's like no you still want to fucking cut it out shut up um yeah it's really funny that they they built that whole that whole house from scratch just so they had them both together which means for that for both buildings they had to have rain sprinklers for the finale on every window and the Jarvis house in particular has a lot of windows a lot of fucking rain a lot of money on rain and they had to they had to make sure that like the reflections or the, the the shadows of the windows you can see that it's raining so they had continuity apparently that was a big deal for the producers like no you gotta make sure that everyone knows it's raining
1: there is continuity errors in this movie though
0: 100% um, there's continuity errors in a lot of movies but yeah definitely, but this one definitely
1: they bugged me a lot cause <sighs> so this, the twin deaths are supposed to be happen- happening simultaneously like it's supposed to be back to back but it's not they so, can't be no it can't be but like when like, it's supposed to be happening very close in time yeah but the second twin happens right after crispin glover
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then ted happens after that he,
0: because he's he goes from the kitchen all the way it's, it's back it's jason teleporting um, yes
1: but it the problem is not only that he doesn't just teleport and kill crispin glover you had to be like all right he's fucking dead I gotta run outside and get that bitch upstairs which is like fine alright he's super fast kind of funny but the problem is when it comes to Ted's kill the shot before it goes to Ted it is him right after killing Jimmy he's still in the kitchen so that's an actual problem like that's an actual fuck up a real fuck up uh,
0: that's honestly something that they could just
1: they could've just cut it right off they they didn't have to show him in the kitchen Again, yeah. but they did, so they fucked up. Yeah. I never noticed that until this watching. I'm like, wow, that's, like, pretty bad fuck-up.
0: Nah, bro, he teleported outside and teleported back in.
1: He, he came back to the kitchen and said, yeah, I fucking killed him good. <laughs> now for the dumbass in the goddamn living room.
0: <laughs> I killed him good. I killed her good. Now it's your turn, yeah. bitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, you're right.
1: <laughs> yeah, that... I don't know why you don't just kill it sucks. her. It's
0: a three three back-to-back good kills, too. Really good they kills.
1: They did a good job of pacing the deaths in this movie until yeah. the end where it's just, like, fucking fast. Chase, chase, like, chase, chase. Dead, 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 dead. Okay, cool. You... Gotcha! Okay, you yeah. get running, bitch. Like, that's how the end just goes.
0: Yeah. And we, we eventually come to the finale with Jason. The real finale. And... You know, discussing like we talked about how the fucking how Rob dies in the basement. Wow, bad. But um, after that, the actual like the 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 choice to have Tommy shave his head to look more like Jason. It, it echoed too a lot to me. Them using their brain yeah. to try to try to like trick Jason. I totally it's, agree. It's Which the last is... time. It's the last time that Jason had a brain.
1: I also. I think that's kind of funny though and it fits because he does actually die in this movie yes so I think that kind of works to its benefit but yeah it's funny to me because as time's gone on Cunningham all the original actors in Savini have shit on the franchise except for the first one like Jason's supposed to be dead they shouldn't have made him a fucking big larboring brute and it's like hey dude the way Savini kills him takes a lot of inspiration from 2 Yeah. like I don't care how much you loved making the first one or how you viewed things 2 is a better movie 2 utilizes the lore way better and you've clearly taken more from 2 than you'd like to admit so I I don't get how time has gone like yeah dude it's all shit after the first one it's like dude stop it (laughs) first one's not that fucking good (laughs)
0: it's kind of funny too because it's like when Cunningham's dogging on it he's dogging on his friend Steve Miner too
1: yeah like his protege Miner is a better director
0: 100%, 100%. Way, way, he's a way better, better director.
1: director he got way more out of his cast these characters are way more likable
0: like, the, like, the script he... is
1: way better that's another thing Like, we know that this franchise is fucked right now because Cunningham and Victor Miller are fighting over the rights yeah those fucking idiots didn't really make these movies, like they made that first one, and that first one is so inconsequential, really to the rest of the the franchise the
0: the reason the franchise exists has nothing to do with the first one, other than the fact that the first one exists to jump off of, the reason why there's a franchise is because of 2 and Steve Miner
1: those guys fucking destroy the credibility for the, the sequels but like, this, I've said it a million times, the sequels are better than the original. You can't say that for Halloween, you can't say it for Hellraiser, you can't say it for Nightmare on Elm Street, you can't say it for 90% of slasher films, but Friday, the films got better as they went along. Maybe not every film jumped in quality, but two, four, six, at the very least, way fucking better than the first movie. Way better. As far as just standalone films, as far as creativity, as far as just like actual writing put into the films. Yeah. Once, like, it's just so astounding that, like, they're so adamant. I'm like, this first one, this is what it's supposed to be. Dude, you guys, your shit's not that hot. I'm sorry. Like, you guys think you're throwing out fucking fire? Is kind of weak. I don't have to tell you, that mixtape, kind of falling flat, dude. Gotta go yeah. back to school.
0: Yeah, I agree. Savini, a-
1: I, I don't care. Like, he's a makeup artist. And his makeup, he's just trying to do a good job and say, like, eh, that's how I picture Jason that's fine but like the director and the writer like I don't know where the fuck they're coming from with this
0: at least on on this listening to him talk about it on the uh, the special features he seemed proud he should be to be the one that killed Jason the way that he He
1: did he always talks about he's like I brought him into the world I'm gonna take him out and he's like yeah all that shit where he comes back that's not Jason and like if you wanna be honest you could be right about that he's a zombie he's not the same Jason that yeah. Jason doesn't show any of the same characteristics about who he was before. He's just a fucking monster after this.
0: Yeah, and... I found it interesting because oftentimes, at least a lot of the stuff I've read and listened to, they make it sound like Sabini didn't want to do 2 and 3. Like, he yeah. straight up just didn't want to do them. In the special feature on the Screen Factory Blu-ray, which is an old, an old special feature, I think, from like 2009, he says... I wasn't asked to do two and three. So I don't know if he would have well, wanted to do two and,
1: Minor and three. Minor wanted to do two. Minor wanted Savini to try to do two, but I think there was a problem with getting him on, or he was uh, already he was, he was already doing a film. The Prowler. Yeah, so he was like, Whatever, we'll just go with somebody else. So yeah. I don't know about three, I can't speak about three, but
0: Yeah, he said he said that he wasn't asked to do a two and three. Well, it almost sounded like he said, well, like if I was asked, I would have done him. I doubt it. But he, the way it sounded, like he's like, yeah, like it's just, I just wasn't asked. He, he's but like a, I've, I've heard he contradictory things too, though. Like yeah. I've heard like him be like, yeah, I didn't really want to do two and three. I thought the first one was open and shut. Blah 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 blah. He came back for four, and let me tell you what.
1: He fucking he went full on. He did. It, it's some it's of his best shit. makeup work. If you really ask me, I think he did a yeah. great
0: job. I would say that to this day, still his best makeup might either be Dang. Maniac to me it's Day of the Dead uh, that I've seen at least Maniac or Day of the Dead yeah Um,
1: I haven't seen Maniac yet which I plan on
0: but um, the death of Jason in this is fantastic it is so good
1: I love the shot where he's falling on the blade
0: yes and originally what they wanted to do with that sequence was they wanted to swing down and cut his head in half
1: yeah
0: so let's have go out
1: I'm glad they didn't do that well, Especially the whole thing
0: was in the, hand. the whole thing is is that they did, they didn't want to do that because you know Mancuso and everybody wanted to leave it open for a possible return eventually, and it's a little bit more believable that he get chopped in the side of the head and come back than have his head split in half. Yeah, so they wouldn't let him do that. Um, the hand cut is that made me cringe really hard still. It it looks too real. Um, it looks a little too real. Yeah, and even like um, Trish hitting him in the chest with the the machete. Um, Oh,
1: I love what she's smacking him with the fucking hammer.
0: Yeah, hitting him. You hear hear the fucking hammer smacking the mask repeatedly. And the sound for it, like it sounds like she's really wailing on him. And then she fucking drives the claw into his shoulder. Brutal. Lots of blood.
1: It's funny. The actress who plays uh, Trish, Kimberly Beck, Really fucking doesn't like horror movies, and she considers this movie it's like it's not even a B movie. It's like a C movie. And it's like, well, I wouldn't I, go that far. I I hate to say it to you, but this film is pretty well done. Like,
0: yeah, I, as far as as far as I remember, before I mentioned that like um, part four is is the slasher movie distilled down to its pretty much perfect. Yeah, you know? a lot of some of the. It's not. Now that I have rewatched it, yeah. But it is one of the best made slasher movies of the 80s, probably.
1: I think Part 4 falls into a lot of well-crafted filming. And they put a lot of heart into it. And they put a lot of energy into it. But at the same time, there's a lot of things that Part 4 does to build a lot of the negatives into slashers. A lot of the jump scares. A lot of the false jump scares. Yes,
0: there's a lot there's a and, and lot like, of false jump scares.
1: Rewatching it this several time several after each other. I, I was getting pretty sick of it, especially cuz I know the false jump scares. Yeah. So I'm just like, "Oh my fucking god. Enough of these stingers, man. Like I get it."
0: And I remember the one with the car. The car that the, um it won't start.
1: Yeah.
0: Or whatever. And that's when they they introduced Rob. Um when they introduced Rob, they there was already one jump scare and then Rob shows up and there's another jump scare it's like one after the other um, and it's just like there's too much it's too much too many jump scares too many false jump scares because I don't mind jump scares in general but false jump scares irritate me one or two whatever you know one cat jumping out of the fucking shadows or you know yeah, one person placing their hand on someone's shoulder whatever I can deal with that
1: yeah but also it, if it's a gonna have it space movie. it out but like you said, yeah. there are so many continuously back-to-back, like, dude, fucking stop it, man. Like, I'm not stupid. I know it's not Jason right now. Even if you're watching yeah. it for the first time, you're like, I know it's not going to be Jason.
0: Well, it's because I think I think it was um, actually the scene where the girl, like, pretends to be dead in the, in the water. I think that immediately precedes the car. Yeah. If, if I remember correctly. So it's like so. that one and then that one. It's just like, oh, my fucking God, dude. Like, come on. Zito, you're better than this. I know you're better than this because the Prowler's dope, but, you know. The only jump scare that
1: you could say when you're first watching it that's, like, an actual, like, oh, shit, is it him, is when she's in the tent in the machete slashes. Yeah. I know it's Rob. I've seen the movie so many fucking times, but the first time watching it, I could understand, holy shit, that could be Jason.
0: Yeah. Most of them, it's just
1: like, I know it's not fucking Jason, dude. Can we stop with this?
0: Yeah, I agree. I I don't like false jump scares overused in any movie but just, this one definitely uses a lot just of just to ask
1: a personal question do you think this is going to stay at number two for you as we continue on finishing more of these films
0: um i wouldn't be surprised if six overtakes it
1: i think six will overtake it
0: i won't be surprised the I, only thing I, that i know that... i'm
1: high on six six is my favorite but yeah i mean i, I really know. like six
0: so but i'll say this one of the things about 6 I really wish because 6 is the era where the MPAA was absolutely eviscerating slasher movies to the point where like there's barely any bloodshed and I'm not even saying like because Tom McLaughlin crafted a fucking awesome movie with 6 no matter what I do wish we could have got more for the kills that we got but it's the funny it rides on on the strength of its lead and just really great the, filmmaking
1: also just the creativity that he gets around with like Obviously, we're not talking about six, but my, I think one of my favorite kills in the franchise, because it's the most creative, is when he...
0: Face to the Metal? Yes. Yeah. Just,
1: it just looks great.
0: It looks really good. It looks... Honestly, it looks like it, that effect was shot yesterday. Yeah. I. It's perfect.
1: I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to get to that one. I'm really excited. Yeah. It's my favorite. But
0: I will not be stunned if four falls to my third favorite. But mm-hmm. two, I was... I'm not going to lie. Watching this, after watching two, I wasn't expecting two to come back. Be my favorite. Yeah, but I, I really I just love respect two, yeah.
1: and love too for a lot of. It mostly comes down to character work though. Two just does better. Characters. I love the
0: characters in two. I like, love the characters in two. Like I, like, I love Crispin Glover. Yeah, like he, he's awesome. I love Tommy Jarvis in this. I love Trish. Um, I like Rob before he dies. Um, I like most of the characters. The one I really don't like is the the Crispin Glover's best friend. I honestly can't even remember his name. I um, I
1: like them all decently. I think they have good dynamics together. I do like Sarah and Doug a lot. I like the whole lovey dovey, um, yeah, boyfriend girlfriend aspect. I think that's something. that's cute. These films don't get a lot of. It's usually just like let's fuck, but they're like, no, I I love you. And that's cool.
0: It's cute. I kind of wish that they would. They took away a little bit of screen time from, what's his name, dipshit. Ted. Um the, the asshole character. Yes. Um Ted and like shrunk his role back because he's just too irritating. Oh, I totally agree. And give that all to them to, to build yeah. that more. Because like I, I I'll say like I think they're really cute. Yeah. When she says I think I'm in love, I don't exactly feel it because we it feels like we don't get nearly enough time of their yeah. relationship building up. Because it feels like they're, they're asking for stuff. stuff. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's not a big deal, but it's like, I feel like that would be a really, like, especially like when they die, I feel like it would be a lot more emotionally impactful if we had a little bit more time with them together. Because it feels I like agree. they kind, they come together and then die. <laughs> um, like, they, they tease a little bit as the thing goes on. You know, they're talking a little, little bit earlier on in the movie, but it, it, it does kind of take a backseat to the dead fuck joke, which is just, it's too much. The Ted Parker.
1: I like the scene where one of the, like the more adventurous twin tries to dance with with Paul, and then obviously his girlfriend runs off because she's pissed off. Sarah <laughs> wants to go to her, and then Doug goes like, "Hey, no, like let her let her go cool off or whatever." And he's like, "Hey, I'll speak to Paul afterwards." I'm like, I like that stuff because that's a good friendship dynamic, and it's like very believable that would happen in real life. Yeah. I wish we did get more of that. I totally agree with you that's why like the more i watch the film it's a great film but like there's things that i would change in it and i can't say that much for two two i couldn't really change that much about it people die and it sucks but it had to happen that way characters just are good characters they're just fun but in here i would give other characters more screen time which i can't say for the second
0: i would i would also chill out on the male gaze
1: yeah for sure a lot
0: more um, one of the things actually that kind of irked me in the um the, the commentary them talking about um Sarah really oh, that actress she, she, when she's in the shower it's not her
1: yeah she wouldn't do a nude scene
0: yeah so they're like well I don't know what's the difference you know to her that's she's naked anyway so she might as well get naked and I'm like that's that's not why she doesn't do it though like dude I uh, just I'm sure so I'm sure part of it's also she doesn't aren't
1: doing like, shit anymore.
0: like she doesn't want to get naked in front of you guys either
1: yeah, well if you're gonna say shit like that She has a good reason why she doesn't want to do it you Exactly, I mean? like, so They're still mad about it to this fucking day Which is stupid Yeah,
0: well it's not like they're mad about It's just like they made like a snipe But they remark. sound bitter like,
1: about it, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Like, they're like, she should Like, oh, you know, uh, the body double They're just gonna assume that's her buck ass naked anyways And just like, that's doesn't, doesn't matter, matter. You're knows. missing the point she You're missing the point knows, It's her round. choice Good for it's her It's her choice, doesn't matter
1: I'm glad she started fucking
0: yeah, so it's like they—they they were like, "Oh, you she won't get naked. I think same thing with they—they like, they kind of made a little bit of a remark about Trish. Um, they wanted her her dress for the finale when it's all raining and all that stuff. They wanted it to be a bit more like skimpy white t shirty.
1: Well, she has she shows her fucking like underwear too when she falls. Yeah, well, that, that, have, they, like...
0: that they said they said we literally did that once and we didn't have time to do it again. Okay. We didn't do that on purpose. Because when that
1: happened, I was just like, you got to be fucking kidding
0: me. No, they were like, "That, that, look, okay. we only got to do that one time, and makes sense. we couldn't do it again. So yeah. we didn't do that on purpose. Who knows? Maybe that's not true. I don't fucking know. Yeah, but.
1: I don't know. I, I'm not saying it's shot intentionally like that. I'm sure it's a tough stunt and be like, hey, it looked good the first time. If that's the only problem, I'm sorry. We're going to keep it in. I get that. Well, as long
0: as she, especially if she's but, just like, that's fine. I, I, you can keep that in. Yeah, Whatever. it just,
1: when you compare it to the rest of the film, it just feels a little scummy. Yeah,
0: I mean, it, to me, it feels worse after listening to them talk about, say, like they wanted her outfit to be more see through. Like so they funny. wanted her to wear something like white in the rain. Hey, man. And she wouldn't do if it. If
1: actresses are willing to do it and they don't give a fuck, I don't give a fuck. That's their decision. But yeah. when clearly it seems like you're trying to coerce them, we got a fucking problem.
0: Like... Yeah, don't... If they say no, don't make... That. Don't make remarks about them. Yeah. You know, years down the line saying, oh, she's done the nude scene. Why didn't she just do the fucking nude scene? It's like, because she didn't fucking want to, man.
1: Also, imagine having, like, an actual audio of you on a licensed thing... Showing your fucking scumbag.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know? I, I I don't know if that's really worse to me than them counting upskirt shots.
1: Oh, but that in general, that's, that's like, that just Like that You're that on there, it's like
0: it's both. It's if all I bad.
1: was gonna so, watch the commentary and I really respected the craftsmanship of this film, and I that shit, I'd be like, "Fuck these guys, I'm done." Like,
0: I wouldn't be stunned if that's part of the reason why it's fallen a little bit for me, just because now it's impossible. Like the you first time I watched, your
1: head.
0: yeah, like when I watched it the first time before watching it with the commentary i didn't pick up like, obviously i picked up on the male gaze because it's obvious most it's slasher movies like have slasher. male gaze um but when they're when you listen to them talk about it when you listen to them make comments about how well, like this girl should have done a nude scene or i oh, wish yeah. this character's this, this girl's mm. outfit was skimpier i wish we could have seen some more skin here well, blah 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 blah. the blah, only blah.
1: reason the twins are even in there is because they wanted them to be nude like yeah so, uh, one of the twins went for the part of Sarah and they're like oh I have a twin they're like oh if you have a twin if you'll both be on film and be nude you could be in the movie and it's like it's kind of fucked up you're just gonna make a role for these twins just to fucking to expose themselves like yeah yeah it just just the way it's described it's like it's kind of nasty man I don't like that Obviously one of the twins didn't care, but the other twin really didn't want to do it, but she said, "Hey, my sister's here. If she's willing to do it, I'll do it too." So the only the fact that her twin was willing to do it, she was like, "All right, I guess I'll I'll do it." But clearly, yeah. you know, it doesn't feel right.
0: I feel like I keep saying that I I'm usually not one to get all up in arms about this stuff, but clearly I am one to get up in arms about this shit at this point because I say it a lot of episodes so far. Yeah. Um this kind of stuff just kind of bothers me because it's like it's not nudity has its place in movies I'm not yeah, even I'm sure. not gonna argue that you, that we should have movies with no nudity in it like no, no nudity in movies ever again like that's stupid um, it's all art and whatever the director if all the people involved are saying yes I'll do it that's fine I don't care
1: yeah I, I totally so agree much.
0: it does feel kind of nasty sometimes though I probably wouldn't have nearly as much of a problem with it in this movie if I hadn't watched the commentary and that's kind of sad Yeah, because the commentary makes it much 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 more dirty to watch and it does taint the movie for me a little bit it does also taint zito for as a director to me because like, i like the i like the prowler a lot there's also gratuitous nudity in that too
1: like yeah, i don't I, I haven't
0: watched I, i'm afraid to listen to the commentary on that one because yeah. it's just like i feel like he's but, gonna sit there saying like yeah i'm so glad this person got naked for us and i stabbed her with a pitchfork yeah like um, i don't want to listen to that and well, totally now agree. now i can't get out of my mind that zito is this guy <laughs> I mean, it makes sense he, he, that he found a home in canon because that's that's what canon is. But, I just... But, you know,
1: but I agree with you. It, like, nudity does have a place in films. Some things are supposed even to get more movies. sensual. They're supposed to feel sexual and feel like, if not loving, you know, impactful. And, you know, nudity in horror films, it goes hand in hand. I'm, I'm sorry, but it's how it is. But i don't ever want to feel like actresses are pushing to do something they don't want to do i don't ever want to click yeah. the actress is uncomfortable with it if the actress wants to do it and she's okay with that that's cool and if there's really so much shit about a lot of these actresses being uncomfortable with that with this film it's tough to not think about that sometimes
0: yeah um and i know when we get to five i'm gonna watch the commentary yeah i want to i wanna know. I actually it, it, it's it might funny. destroy it, it might destroy the movie for me it's i mean i already don't like in that five much, but
1: though a lot of the nudity is actually porn, not directors stars. is not the director asking for it like sometimes I, I just, the actresses are saying i want to do this and he's like "Fuck yeah, yeah i want you i'll do that come on
0: I was, like like i said like he he deliberately discusses that he picked to have more yeah. nudity over more blood yeah but, Which I think it's not a great trade.
1: No, it's not but, a great trade. But, but I, I think it's funny because there's the scene in Five where the girl fucking rips her shrubs show says Showtime or whatever. Yep. That's improvised. The director yeah. didn't have that in the script. She's like, yeah, can I do that? He goes, fucking yeah, you can do that. Like, that's kind of funny. Like, yeah. I, I think it's funny that Five is clearly about nudity and being sexually charged
0: but it seems like everyone involved is Yeah, it seems that. very
1: willing and cool with it. And it's like, whatever. Yeah. But four, it's just like, you're, you're going to fucking get on the screen. You're going to be fucking naked. It's going to be awesome. It's like, you are a grown man. Stop it. Leave me alone.
0: Yeah. And it's like, again, we talked about how the girl got hypothermia to the point. Like, she was not wearing clothes because she's supposed to be naked because she's skinny yeah. dipping. She had to swim out to a fucking raft and lay in the raft in the cold. And got hypothermia because nudity. Yeah really that's that's it like, yeah oh we're gonna go swimming which in this movie is code is code for skinny dipping yeah. not just swimming and like look I, I don't mind nudity and all that stuff it's just when you it's just listening again listening to that commentary it just it paints it completely differently it feels abusive it feels gross at times yeah. um, there's sometimes where it's not so bad I mean like obviously there's no actual real nudity involving with involving Sarah and um, Doug yeah There's no actual nudity of the actress, yeah. But like that stuff was kind of like sweet, like it was it was a romantic kind of situation. Whereas like some of it's just kind of (laughs) gross.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Um. Even like that, like listening to that line that uh, Paul's girlfriend earlier on in the movie, she's talking to Sarah about how she you know keeps Paul in bed, and like it just it feels like a man wrote it. Yeah. Like um, the man thought that this was hot. It's weird. It's just it's it's a weird line. Yeah, I don't I don't usually like to get all, you know. Up in well, about shit. yeah, I get it. Yeah, but it it, I, I it feel is something very that only
1: about shit like that too.
0: In this so. movie, particularly bothers me. And looking back, at it, like people, yeah. people always talk about how, like Friday the Thirteenth, they're the ones that are like all super duper crazy nudity and six at mix, zero, mixing blood and violence. Yeah, and with with sex and. Yeah, that's kind of true, but the first three movies are pretty respectful about it. Yeah, I would say although there's a little bit in three, like the the shower scene in three is a little bit too long.
1: Also, uh, like but, the framing too, where you can just see like they didn't they could it's
0: it's it's framed so that men are in the audience are like oh
1: <laughs> yeah I literally the same thing. honestly as I'm watching um, I'm like you could have just brought it up a little bit like.
0: And there would be huh. no nudity in it. Yeah. So the, the whole point about it is being like, oh, it's just there. It's just there. Let me see it, please.
1: Yeah. Like, but I love the
0: idea of some dude It's, and it's bad. Like,
1: oh fuck. Oh, give me a second. No, like.
0: Yeah. It's it's the it's like obviously all of it is male gazy and all of it yeah. is you know showing women naked is is you know titillating for people and. Yeah. But it feels more justified I would say in, in like the first two movies especially, three included. Three doesn't have very much nudity in it, period. No. Um, but the nudity that's is there even a nudity in two?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah there take is. Care. Yes there is. Yeah. Yes there is.
0: Um that's right. But like it I don't know if I would say that some of the nudity in two is a little bit disrespectful when you when you take out take that take into the effect that Scott's stealing the clothing. But that at least has a playful aspect to it that I can kind of get get by a little bit more than some of the stuff in this. Yeah, I agree. And this is kind of what people imagine the whole series to be. And it's not, really.
1: I I think a lot of that falls in line because of later installments. Really, like, ramping it up. Five,
0: Five, seven... a lot of nudity.
1: Five, seven, uh, goes to hell. X, especially the remake.
0: Yes, a lot of the remake. Not, Not, like, a lot, but, like, the sequence that they have, one in particular
1: yeah
0: are really gratuitous at times
1: two of them I like, t- no all three rating, of them all three of them are the, really like
0: the rating reflects it because yeah. it's like it's talking about like graphic nudity and shit like that like strong yeah. sexuality blah blah blah, blah whatever yeah. the terminology that they use so like look the the slasher genre inherently is a male daisy yeah. kind of genre except for the few of them that are directed by women yeah. And still, they even still embrace it. You know, oh, Slumber sure. Party Mass- Slumber Party Massacre is directed by a woman, written and directed by a woman. She knows the genre, but she also turns that on her, on its head and, and deals with it in her own special way, um, which is one reason I I kind of I, w- I would love to know what a Friday Thirteenth movie would look like directed by a woman, written and directed by. a It'd woman It'd be cool. I
1: I will say w- a sub- won't happen version anytime could soon. be a bad thing in this situation. Could be. It but could because
0: most be cool. people when you when people go to see Friday Thirteenth. For six better is, or for worse, as as you know, gross as this sounds, they come to see the blood. They come to see see nudity.
1: Six is to me so. the perfect type of meta commentary on Friday the Thirteenth because they don't have nudity, and even though it's unintentional, they take a lot of the things and flip it on its head. They they poke jabs at things, and that's that's as meta as I would like Friday to be. I don't the want anything more get to- meta.
0: The closest they get the sexuality in it is that one scene of the RV bouncing. Yeah. Um. I. I. I wouldn't even want to see like a woman subvert expectations with yeah. it just so much as I would like to see how she. How she would dial back on certain things.
1: I would just love to see a woman write women in the front of the Thirteenth. Yes. That'd be <laughs> That's the, kind of the reason. The, the best thing about it, especially nowadays. I
0: keep, I keep coming back to the master, but there's a reason why Halloween worked. Yeah. <laughs> Two people wrote it. One of them yeah. was a woman, and one of them was a male. And the the woman is Deborah Hill, okayed the dialogue, yeah. and helped write it. So that's why women seem like women of the era.
1: I think we should definitely get off the subject of yeah, nudity in the films. It, we'll, it was we'll one just, that just bothered we'll just the hell it, out of me. We'll just say, hey, be respectful else... about it. If you're gonna have it in there, have it matter, and have it be important, but do it with obviously be okay for it from the actresses or the actors. Just make sure it's consensual, just like any other sexual act. That's it.
0: Also, just so you don't do better.
1: Yeah. So, let's get to some positives, real fast, and let's get to some scoring, because we've been on for a while about this.
0: Yeah, I know. It's, it's just one of those things that just bothered me.
1: I totally um, agree. I, I think it's a discussion that has to be had with the movie, but I don't want people to think it's like, they just don't like, fucking
0: fuck even in the I don't even want to go back on it but even in the beginning of the movie with Axel and in the fucking morgue it's just like oh yeah he's
1: just
0: doesn't need to be there he's, he's such an irritating character sexual assault he, he reminded me a lot of the scene in Halloween yeah. Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 where they're talking about fucking dead bodies because um, he he's literally doing the same thing
1: he's like yeah, oh he has he,
0: that conversation with the yeah police. he said he said she's pretty good looking he's like was pretty good looking yeah nah, she still is just got to do the, but, but shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, just shut up, shut, up, shut, up, shut up. I hate that stuff so much. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, I mean, we've talked a lot about the positives of the movie. Like, it is it is definitely one of the best made movies in the franchise. Yes. Aside from some quibbles, like the the jumpy.
1: Yeah, I, we definitely talked about positives. I just don't want the last thing before Final Thoughts being yeah. the fucking shitty attitude of the creators.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff to discuss. Like, that was a really enlightening commentary for more more ways than one. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was kind of funny. Like, they're discussing how they wrote this movie in, like, a weekend. And surprisingly enough, I gotta say, for, like, how short a time they said that they cobbled this movie together, it works very well. Yeah, I
1: think It's so. impressive.
0: The script, the actual quality of the script is impressive. You know, for all its warts that they have performances-wise and all that stuff, it's pretty impressive that this movie works as well as it does considering how fast it was thrown together
1: i think it helps with having very charismatic actors and actresses in it i think trish is great you know sarah and doug are on screen for a long time but i like those characters a lot crispin glover awkward has this crazy energy to him in the entirety i love him he's He's so so good at it
0: it's it's easy to see why he went places oh for sure um and like his fucking dumbass dance like you think some, the, the guy the guy in it was, was saying like he's like i wish i could have wrote that he would do that but no he just fucking did that <laughs> yeah he just showed up and did that he's like that he'd been dancing across across uh clubs in la doing that exact fucking dance i can't yeah. say that i wrote that um that's just crispin being crispin and i love that stuff i love his kill the kill for him it is one of the more like
1: Bundane. shocking but, like, also effective.
0: The way it's shown is pretty shocking. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's really upsetting because he is genuinely a good character, yeah. a good guy. Um, aside from that one quibble I have with the panties. So, like, seeing him, I mean, hey, it, it, it reinforces the idea that people have that Friday the 13th is all about morals and, like, oh, he fucked, so he's gotta die. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of sad to see him die. And the way he dies is pretty fucking brutal. You know, like when he, when he gets the cleaver yeah. to the face well, dude the way the blood like sprays out of it that's fucking
1: well brutal. it's also funny because most of the characters die even if they're justified by good people like Paul dies after saying like I'm going to make right and be with my yeah. girlfriend and immediately dies by doing because a justified good act and I guess by I guess you, you fucked up.
0: I guess people would re- would um would reason as like oh well he he was tempted so he's gotta die which is fucking stupid but, yeah. like no matter well, what well, everyone Doug talks about how, because
1: they were going to have sex and, you yeah. know in the shower and then
0: they were gonna go fuck in the bunk bed which I, just sounds very uncomfortable yeah um but yeah i he dies really brutally too poor guy yeah
1: i love the dialogue where he thinks it's his buddy probably like like, oh, thank God, you're in here, Paul. I just dropped the soap, you know. He's like, saying shit like that. That was funny. Like, that was really funny. Like, I wish this guy had more to do in this movie. He's so fucking funny.
0: Also, Sarah's death was an afterthought, apparently. Like, they they didn't plan out her death. They didn't know what they were gonna do, so they just decided that she was gonna get an axe thrown through a door. I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: They don't really, It's not really clear what happens if the door if the axe just comes through the door or if it's thrown through the door. Or what happens, it's not really clear. But, yeah, her death was kind of just cobbled together. And it shows. I mean, it's, it's one of the most yeah. boring deaths in the movie. Sucks that, like, an uh, actually, like, interesting character gets such a, a poor way out. Like, just whatever. Yeah. Just a whatever I scene. Yeah, ha- I mean.
1: Let's happen to Final Thoughts.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, there's a lot to talk about with this movie. That's a lot of fun. Also, we didn't even talk about how, um, how Tommy makes uh, masks and stuff and how how that kind of plays into the, I mean, we talked about how he shaves his yeah, head. I mean, it's Savini gloating. Yeah. I mean, all of it's but like it none of them. Fucking awesome. It, it's all stuff. You can see it in the background in his interviews that he still has it.
1: The, the um, mask that he does, or he makes the animatronic go, rah, that yeah. I love that because that looks like something that came out of like clash of the Titans.
0: Yeah. I was like, i like, I was looking like, that's a really cool mask. There's no fucking way that that kid made it. No, um, but it's, it's still cool. But, I uh um, how you
1: also are introduced to him wearing that fucking alien mask with the hat yeah, on. Yeah, it looks really
0: stupid. Yeah, I love it. I love that shit so much. But he also, like, um, they were talking about it in the commentary how uh, he wasn't allowed to shave his head. So it, somebody else is shaving their head in that scene.
1: Yeah. It's
0: not him. So it's a bald cap after that. In the end of the movie, when Trish hugs him, they had to direct her. She had to put her hand on the back of his neck to cover the wrinkles of the fucking
1: skull That's cap. awesome. I um, love they're that like,
0: they're like yeah you have to cover that because uh, we can't do anything about that because it's a fake it's a fake head a fake yeah. head also I love how he sh- he shaves his head and it's just like teeny, teeny little fucking little bits bits yeah. of hair left because he just does it crudely really fast it's a nice touch though because it's like realistically he's not going to fucking shave his head like Vin Diesel
1: yeah it also looks so, better you know? if he just had a bald head it'd look weird I think
0: yeah and he, do- he does his eye makeup so he looks like gaunt yeah and stuff so he looks more like what you'd picture Jason I guess to be like waterlogged yeah so i really liked that little that little dimension to tommy because it really does add to that finale because it makes more sense because he's a very theatrical kid i
1: think they should have given more time to tommy in the film too though
0: yeah you think because he becomes you know a three film arc protagonist but in the first that one he'd he have doesn't more do shit much
1: before killing jason really
0: yeah he just shows up like he oh he he freaks out because he's seeing someone buck ass naked in, in the, the window across the street and yeah he goes down a lot of times he's walking around on people naked because he walks down to the, uh, the shore while they're skinny dipping yeah which by the way he was not there for he could not do that and apparently he was very mad that Joe Zito would not let him be present for the nudity <laughs> he was very mad <laughs> He's like yeah he was very very angry at me that I wouldn't let him see titties essentially
1: not <laughs> my problem
0: yeah I mean okay. it, uh, you can't do that yeah <laughs> without probably something being signed by a parent yeah. but um yeah, he doesn't really do much in the movie until towards the end. Like he's just like a likable presence.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Trish does more than him. Film, but like, we go back to there are things that we could change thinking about it retrospectively. Just, yeah, he does just way more, a more for Just in he six. should do more. Like if he's gonna be one to kill Jason, he should have more screen time.
0: Yeah, and at five and six, like he gets so much more to do. He becomes such yeah. much more of like a bigger character. That is kind of funny. that This is his beginning. Yeah. It's like it's. I mean, like it's easy to draw draw parallels, but like this movie came out and Halloween four came out, and they're both four, and they both bring in a child actor. And Daniel Harris's character Jamie does way more in Halloween four than this character does, surprisingly. But I would argue that Tommy Jarvis is more iconic. Yeah. So it's, just, it's wild to me. Like he's more iconic. I don't than know six. how
1: different that'd be if say they had five another. was good. No, no, I think it'd be different if, like, say, Friday had another protagonist that was a featured protagonist.
0: Yeah, because all of them, they wanted to have two. Two, they wanted to have Alice come back as the character. Like,
1: if we didn't have Jamie Lee Curtis in the second Halloween 2, I think people would know about Daniel Harris' character for Jamie. More. She'd be the prominent one because she'd have the most roles. But because Jamie Lee Curtis said, I'll do two. I'll do H2O, and now she's obviously done. Twenty-eighteen kills. It's like, yeah. You know, now they obviously can reflect on that.
0: Yeah, I think it's funny because it's like he does not a lot in this movie, and he's more iconic than than that. And yes. it's because it's because obviously anybody who's gonna be a protagonist in Halloween's gonna be overshadowed by by Jamie, Jamie Lee, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. But it's just wild to me that he's more popular. Like literally, Corey Feldman. Is more popular.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean,
0: he's also a more popular actor in general because he's in more shit. But yeah. it's just like the character of Tommy Jarvis as a child is still pretty iconic. Not not even counting Tom Matthews, who's the most iconic version of the character. I I'd probably argue. Um, yeah, I I, I, th- I found that interesting because they're both fours, and they it both have child actors. Yeah, it's very similar. Surprisingly, they came out a couple years right. apart, but yeah.
1: Final thoughts. Uh, this yeah.
0: movie still this movie still great. I still really like it a lot. Um, I have issues with it. I can't say all of them are the fault of the film so much as the creatives behind it. I like the cast a lot, aside from one person. It's not his fault. It's the way he's written, yeah. Ted. Uh, it's not his fault. The actor seems like he's trying his best, but he's just his character's just shitty. But for the most part, all the characters are pretty good. The kills are pretty good. Uh, there's some editing issues, but it's one of the most well-made films in the franchise. It's got some actually pretty impressive cinematography and lighting. It feels like an expensive film for this franchise's standards, I guess. This is one of the, I think, one of the better Jasons in yeah, the franchise, too. He's I think awesome. he's great. Yeah, I, I love um, <clears throat> Ted White. I think he's great. Uh, he's not quite as antagonistic as, say, Richard Brooker, but he's very imposing. He
1: There's not many Jasons I think are bad, though.
0: Yeah, I can't really think of one I think is bad off the top of my head. But, well I mean Kane Hodder plays him several times
1: Can he's the only is fantastic
0: he's the only person to play Kane Hodder <laughs> Kane Hodder's the only person to play Jason more than once I think uh, so he's gonna by default be one of the better ones yeah but yeah like he's, he's just really good he's super imposing like more so than the first two the first two Jasons are more kind of fallible whereas he is a fucking force of nature in this yeah, movie.
1: He, he's just a fucking reckoning waiting to happen.
0: Like, doors don't even... Doors <clears throat> will step aside for him. He literally walks through the door at the finale. It explodes. <laughs> like, it literally explodes. Um, so, like, he's a really good Jason. I kind of wish he came back and, and did some more. Although, I know... Yeah. um. Oh, I can't remember the name of the one for six. Um, CJ Graham. He, he, yeah, he's really good, too. Uh, but... I, I do really, I really like Ted White. I kind of wish we got something else with him, uh, but yeah, I, I think this movie is really good. It's not my favorite anymore. Uh, it, two is back to be my favorite, but I would still say this is one of the better top tier ones in the franchise. It's going to be either two or three for me by the end of this series of reviews. I think I'm going to probably go with a 8.5.
1: Okay.
0: I don't even remember what I gave. Nine. Two. 9? Okay, Beginning that, that makes nine. makes complete sense then. Yeah.
1: I think ironically with it being called Friday the Final Chapter this movie is a perfect gateway into bridging the first three films into the next like three or four <clears throat> because Jason becomes more of a force of nature in this film and does a lot more of the teleporting bullshit becomes less human and it's kind of the perfect film to bridge it together even though it's supposed to be the ending obviously it wasn't the ending 5 happens, 6 brings him back 7, all that shit but filmmaking wise you're you're gonna have a hard time finding a better made Friday film I, I might say 6 is better but maybe on the, the next watch through I'll change my mind I think there's a lot of effort put into it obviously for good and for bad but you can really see a lot of genuine performances you can see a lot of spectacle in it You can respect a lot of the things in the filmmaking and i think it's worth a watch in the bare minimum just to see all of that in a film like friday it's good to see it first and foremost because i'm always sick of hearing that these friday films are just dog shit it's like they're not dog shit i i don't think they're serious fucking author films but i think there's fun to it and there's good filmmaking in a lot of it too sometimes and there's more than what you're expecting it is always nice to have a little surprise when you're not expecting it.
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting, though, like, we look at these three franchises, the big three, I should say. Yes. And, like, we talk about how, like, well-made Halloween is the first Halloween. Yeah. And then the sequels kind of get progressive, not progressively worse, but, like, two's not as well-made as the first one, but still pretty well-made. Three is a completely different situation. Yeah. Four... Looks pretty good, but like it's probably still got a lower budget. Not a lower yeah, budget, yeah. but like, it, they do lower tech things with that one. So like, and then after that, they progressively get more and more kind of weird as far as their production is concerned. Same with Nightmare. Nightmare one, actually, really low budget film, but looks pretty a inventive. Tight-knit. And then as the budget goes up, for the first couple, they look worse. Um, as the it's, ideas it's, it's, get like, the wider. directors behind them yeah. don't have as much of like a. A want, line. Like, like a, they don't have like as much of a technical proficiency as say someone like a Joseph Zito yeah it's, it's kind of interesting that Friday the one that everyone calls like the, the dog shit franchise or it's the same movie every time it's trash whatever it's all the excuse for blood and tits it has one of the most well made entries out of all of them yeah sequel wise sequel wise um, I find that very interesting that people dog on this franchise like that but you know four, six incredibly well made films seven yeah. well made movie you know it's kind of it's kind of amazing especially because I used to kind of like dog on the, the Friday franchise because I just had no interest in them and watching four through six that one that one night with you changed my perspective on that completely just because of how well made four and six in particular are mm-hmm. definitely some of the more better made slashing movies I've seen
1: if I had to give it a score I'd probably give it eight and a half as well, I can't, you know, the last watch through maybe change my perspective a little bit more than I expected. But it's not bad or anything. I think it's still a great movie. I think it's always going to be one of the best Friday. I think it's always going to be one of the easiest to watch in general for a slasher film. I, I don't know what else to say besides I I respect a lot of the craftsmanship and I had a great time with it. But
0: I have my issues with the creatives.
1: I have a lot of issues with it. And more than anything, I'm just really fucking excited to watch (laughs) 6.
0: Yeah, we gotta get through 5 first.
1: Hey, buddy. I'm just gonna make it feel like a fucking breeze, because I'm gonna make it the same day as 6. It's gonna be like that kid in the candy store, like, Hey, man, I might have to eat five pieces of dog shit candy, but the fucking one I'm waiting for is gonna be at the end of the table, and I can't wait to fucking dig in.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to watch 6.
1: So, I'm glad you joined us for 4. I hope you liked it. I hope you had a decent time. It seems like we've bitched about a lot of things for a long period of time for it, but we really do love the fucking movie, and I hope you watch it for yourself, and you can also grow to appreciate it and unappreciate certain things, hopefully as well, if you respect women. But, that's enough for today. i
0: catch you next as episode. As, as an aside, please do remember that we are putting up each episode on both YouTube and Spotify the quick carnage episodes and the main episodes so please check them both out on either platform any of your podcasting platforms will be on most of them yeah including youtube please watch them all yeah cause... especially
1: youtube now because actually the videos look pretty fucking good okay yes so,
0: they don't look like complete dark shit anymore.
1: yeah so check those out the previous videos we've done also if you can we'd had like the whole birthday month with like our four films, we wanted each other to watch. That's a lot of fun, big roller coaster depending on which film you're watching. So that's kind of cool.
0: I guess only one roller coaster.
1: No, I think it was kind of a roller coaster, just like in general, not just like opinions, but like just going through it, like the variety of films, especially.
0: Yeah, they're very different types of movies. All I of. think that's
1: the coolest thing about it.
0: Yeah, different time, different times in the the, the genres. Yeah. yeah,
1: check that Everything. shit out. That's all we've rambled on enough. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.